Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Uh, When God's perfect plan involves imperfect people. When God's perfect plan involves imperfect people. Um, How early do you plan and prepare for Christmas? Um, Now, there's some people who are like, it's November, the tree is up, the halls are decked, they are ready to go. And some people, it's like the eve before, right? Oh, it's okay, let's let's do something. Um, There's some people who it's the gifts are like all like, it's a year long event. And some people it's like, sorry, Timmy you're going to be getting windshield washer fluid and a bag of peanuts because I went out on Christmas Eve at 11.30. But uh, many people, many people prepare differently um, for Christmas and, uh, and have different lead times ahead. And of course, Christmas, we are celebrating the coming of Jesus, God in flesh. And, and God actually, um, the plan, what the very thing that we celebrate during Christmas, uh, Jesus coming, God had planned that before time itself. Before the, the scripture actually says, before the foundations of the world, that God actually had a plan for the very thing that we celebrate um, at this time of year. Uh, let's go First Peter, First Peter 1, um, verse 18, it says this, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. Good news. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which loses their value. Even the Bible talks about inflation, I guess. Um, it was the precious blood of Jesus, of Christ, the selfless or the sinless, spotless lamb of God. Now check this out. Uh, God chose him, Jesus, as your ransom long before the world began. But now in the last days, he has revealed for your sake. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God and have placed your faith and your hope in God because he has raised Christ from the dead and, and grave, uh, gave him great glory. But isn't that good? Is that before the foundations of the earth that God actually had a plan, a purpose that now what we now know and we celebrate the coming of Jesus, that that God had a plan before the foundation of time, one translation says, that Jesus would come to save you and I, for God to, for the word to become flesh, for God to put on flesh so that he could come as a savior um, even before the plan was there so that you and I could be reconciled to God, that we could have a relationship with him so that you and I could have a better covenant with him so that we could do life with him. That God's plan, what we celebrate uh, around this time of year is, is before the world began. That it wasn't a plan B. Like Jesus coming wasn't a plan B like, oh my goodness, Oh me, God says, um, that uh, Adam and Eve really messed up, 
right? No, 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 no. It was before even Adam and Eve, he said, God had put aside, you know what? Jesus is coming. He's going to save. He's going to save you and I for salvation to come, for Jesus to come as a baby, but ultimately with the purpose for to go to the cross, to die, take your sins, my sins, and raise again. That was his plan. That is his plan. And throughout the Old Testament, we actually see it wasn't a secret. There were types and shadows that, that showed what God's plan was, right? We see even Israel, uh, the nation being led out of Egypt and what they went through. We see God's plan of salvation in that. We see when even God said to Abraham, uh, okay, sacrifice your firstborn. It was a type and shadow and a, a plan. We see so many points throughout the Old Testament that actually point to this is what God's plan was from beginning of time is this, for Jesus to come. The prophets in the Bible, they prophesied about God's plan. Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus came, he said, hey, you know what? Uh, there's gonna be born of the Savior, born of a virgin. It's like, there's my plan. In Isaiah 9, verse six, in Isaiah 9, six, it says this. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of um, the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over the kingdoms uh, to um, order it and establish it with judgment and justice for that time forward uh, ever for even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So Isaiah, he prophesied, you know what, uh, that this is the plan, that a son will be given, that, that God would be sending his son. This is his plan. This is before the foundation. You're like, I get it. He had a plan, Josiah. Thank you. He had a plan. Uh, in Isaiah 53, we talk, uh, it, it even highlights what he then will accomplish in that plan, taking all of our sickness, all of our disease, all of our sin, all of our shame, and so that now that we can be in a relationship with him. See, God had a perfect plan, a plan that he had before the foundation, before the earth was created, a perfect plan that centered around the only perfect one ever, Jesus. I don't know about you, but if you have time for planning anything, I don't know about you, but I personally, I want like the best, right? Like I want the best, the perfect. So like when I was doing a business plan back in the day, I like worked on that thing, trying to get it perfect. How can we get it here? How can we get it there? Maybe even on this side is maybe um, on your sports fantasy football team or hockey team, you're like looking at, I want the perfect people here. Or like if you, when you planned your wedding, you probably weren't like, and I'm going to choose this caterer, right? You like try different things and you're like, no, not that one. Not, and then you eat it. Oh, this is good cake. Yes. And then realizing that you won't actually even remember that on your wedding day. Um, but um, when, when we want something, I often personally would say, okay, I'm going to get the best, get the perfect. However, we see in God's perfect plan that he involved imperfect, normal people. 
See, he had this plan before the earth began, before, before light be light was, he had this plan. And yet in this perfect plan, he is involving very imperfect, normal people, right? Like someone, uh, someone who loved God, but was normal, had weaknesses, had strengths, had flaws was, well, Mary. Mary, a young woman who was engaged to Joseph, she was a, a virgin. Why is that important? There was prophecies about the virgin birth. Now, we're going to dive into when God sent an angel to Mary and let her in on this perfect plan. And I want to encourage you to listen with like fresh ears. I know like there's some stories, some accounts in the Bible that you, you know, right? Like, okay, I've, it, we've been around the calendar once before. I hear the story. But I want to encourage you to listen with fresh ears. See it with fresh eyes. But I'm going to read a little chunk of scripture, but I think it's good uh, to, to not just take things, just little snippets, but to read in context. So let's, uh, let's go to Luke 1, verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled. She was freaking out at his saying and considered what manner of greeting is this? You didn't even knock. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth the son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will, uh, and will be called the son of the highest. The Lord uh, God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. It's like Isaiah talked about that. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? How can this be since I am a virgin? I have not slept with a man. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age and is now in now the sixth month uh, for her who, has, uh, who was barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold your maidservant, behold your servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from there. So God had a plan before the foundation of time, before time itself began, before the earth began, if you will, that, that and he, this plan involved imperfect people. It involved Mary, someone who was normal, a person. Yes, she had favor with God. Yes, she loved the Lord, but she was a normal person. She was a normal person. And when the angel lays out God's plan that has been in the works before the, for, since before the beginning of the, the earth, what does she respond? Question, 
How will this be? Now, because we know the story, maybe you're very familiar with the story. Well, of course Mary's going to say yes. But have you ever thought maybe she could have said no? Like she could have said no. No to the plan that God had, had been working on before the foundations of time, to the perfect plan of God. Because Mary, she had favor with God, but she was human. She had challenges, she had flaws, she had strengths, she had weaknesses. And she asked a valid question. How? How? Looking at her circumstances. How will this be? And, and Mary changed uh, from looking at her circumstances, the natural of what is actually possible, to, to then what, what, what she said, okay, be it unto me according to your word. After the angel of the Lord spoke the word of the Lord and saying, this is how it will be, and it built faith in her. And not only that, but then she also shared the testimony, if you will, of, her, her, uh, of, of Elizabeth, that she, is, she was barren, but now she is um, pregnant. And that built faith so that she went from, how will this be, to instead in verse 38, then Mary said, behold, the uh, maidservant of the Lord, I'm your servant now, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me, let it happen in my life as you have said it in your word. Be it unto me according to your word. See, God's plan, he had a plan, and he chose imperfect people, an imperfect person, and Mary responded, yes. I think today, that just as in this account, that God has a plan and a purpose, and that he is wanting to involve imperfect people. That is you and I. If you thought, oh, I'm not included in God's plan now because he says imperfect. Well, um, it is you and I. Um, that actually, that today too, God ha is involving, part of God's plan, his purpose today on this earth involves you and I, imperfect people. In Ephesians 1, 4, it says this, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. See, before the earth was formed, he actually chose you before, um, before the world was formed. Romans 8 uh, tells us that we are now adopted as sons and daughters. John 15 tells us that he's chosen us and not only just chosen you, but chosen you to bear fruit to be chosen by God, to be part of God's plan. And now we know it's a good plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that he's got good plans for you, a hope and a future. Jesus says in John 10, 10, that he's come to give you life and life to the full. Um, eternity, absolutely, but now as well, that we are able to walk in that. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 says this, and all of this is a gift from God who uh, brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. That we are now, part of God's plan, his purpose, is that we are now Christ's 
ambassadors, to be the hands, the feet of Jesus. That, that really, it's, it's the great commission to go into all the world and to preach the gospel, make disciples. But that God's perfect plan today involves imperfect people. And I think this is amazing that God has chosen, because he could have chosen anyway, right? But he is inviting us to be a part and to take part in what he is doing in bringing his kingdom come and his will to be done on earth. But just because God has chosen you, just because God has planned, just because Jesus has prepared, just because it's been, been, been paid for by him, it doesn't mean I'm just auto in, like it's not on default in. That we actually, that God has given us something called free will, free choice, and that, that we can read, we can see all of God's promises in his word for, for, um, for provision, for peace, for health, for wholeness, for restoration, for, for the favor of God, for community, for uh, a rest. We can see God's purpose in there to be the hands and feet, to, 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 for his kingdom come, his will to be done in our life. We can, we can see that God has a plan and a purpose for us. But it doesn't mean automatically that we walk in it. Like Mary, she was, she was told the plan, but then she said, okay, be it unto me according to your word. Let it happen in my life. And I think maybe when we hear um, what God has for us in his word, sometimes we might be thinking, okay, maybe it's not for me. You don't, uh, you don't know what I've been going through. You don't know my past. You don't know what, where, where I'm at. You might be when, okay, God, you say this in your word and you look over your shoulder. Who, who are you talking to, God? Right? But God is not looking for a perfect person. He, he sent the only perfect one, Jesus. See, he's looking for imperfect people. That's you and I who say, be it unto me according to your word that I will be a, a servant to you. Or maybe I think too, we can also, as Mary did, is have that question. When we hear what God has for us, what he's prepared for us, what he has for you, that what Paul describes in, in one of the epistles, that upward call of God, that higher way of living. When we see that, we, we maybe can think as Mary did or say out loud, how can this be since? Okay, have peace and wholeness, but how can this be since all this that I've gone through? Provision, how can this be with the economy the way it is? To be the hands and feet, how can this be seeing that I, that's not my personality? I'm not outgoing, I'm not, I'm not uh, I haven't been to Bible college. I know this, uh, ha to have kids, a promise of having kids, and how can this be seeing that we've been trying and we have not? Or that your family would be saved. How can this be seeing where they're at? And you look at current circumstances and the current conditions and you say, how can this be? Now, Mary's question, it is not a, a crazy question. It actually makes sense. Like, it's not off the wall. Like, it makes sense. Good job, Mary. Like how, how, how is this going to happen? You know, I think many times there are very valid questions because of the situations that, uh, uh, that we see or that are around us. How can this be? 
And I think it's okay to, to say, how can this be? How can this be? But I think there's a difference between how can this be and it can't be because this. See what I'm saying is like, you can say, how can this be? And it's different than saying it can't be because of my situation or because of this. See, Mary didn't stay at this. How can this be? She moved when the angel spoke um, the word of God to her, talking about that the Holy Spirit and his power would make it happen. And when she heard that, heard uh, the testimony even and reminded about her relative, she then believed. See, God chose imperfect people, but know what? Not just, he didn't just leave them alone and say, okay, there you go. See, he chose imperfect people, but imperfect people empowered by his spirit, empowered by the spirit of God to accomplish his plan. Now, Romans 8, 11 talks about that. The same power that raised Christ from the dead now dwells within you. That, that Ephesians 3.20 says that now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, think, or imagine by the power that works within us, that is the Holy Spirit. 1 John 4.4 4 says that greater is he that is in you than he or your situations that are in the world. See, you don't need to make it happen on your own. Mary was not supposed to figure out, okay, so I'm gonna bear a child. He's gonna be the son of God, but how am, okay, I gotta, how does a virgin get pregnant? How do we do this? There's no Google either, it's probably good. But see, she was empowered by the Holy Spirit that today what God has said to you, that he will accomplish it by empowering you by his Holy Spirit. See, Mary, he, she's a real person. We can read it. We can see her in the nativity scenes. But, you know, she didn't have a halo. She was like a normal person. And she had the opportunity to receive God's word or look at the situation and say, impossible, impossible. But even though God had the plan, he had the provision, prophets were talking about it. And doesn't this... It, it happens today. Even though God has made the plan, he's made provision, through his word, he has talked about it, then we can say, mm, I'm not sure. But I believe we actually have the opportunity, as Mary did, to respond as she did, where she said, be it unto me according to your word. That despite what it looks like of impossibilities, let it be, God, according to your word. And what is that? Mary responded in faith right? It was a response in faith that this, uh, this, this might be happening. What I see what might be happening, it might look impossible around me, but be it unto me, let it happen, God, according to your word. Because you don't need to know how it happens. I, I may not know how my future is going to work out exactly, how you're going to bring that wholeness or healing, how you're going to bring that provision, how I'm going to walk in that purpose, how, I'm going, how you're going to bring those desires that you've put in my heart to pass. But I don't need to know all about it. I don't know, need to know how you will do it, God. All I need to do is actually trust you. In Colossians 3.16, it says this. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing uh, one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Let the word of God dwell richly in your heart. 
I believe that then as you allow that, that builds faith. Romans 10, 17 tells us that that builds faith in you. As you allow his word to dwell, dwell is really, it's to make the word to make home in you. Where you go in word, you're at home in me, all right? Um, come home for the holidays. Um, and it's not denying what's happening around you, but it's saying, okay, instead, I'm going to do and follow what you say, God. I'm not going to be moved by what's happening around. Now, my son, uh, he's four, and uh, he's into dinosaurs now. It is my least favorite stage. I absolutely dislike it. Sorry, Levi, if you hear this later. But it, I do, because he's like stomping like a Tyrannosaurus or like, um, I, uh, you know, a Spinosaurus or, uh, yeah, it's like, he. It, so it's loud and I love it. I stomp with him, but truth be told, I like trains more at the time. But for Christmas, he's asking for some dinos, right? He's asking for some dinosaur toys. And, uh, but with Levi, he's asking for dino toys, but he does not need to figure out how are these dino toys going to be manufactured? What sort of shipping are we going to use? How are the seas going to be from where they are manufactured in Korea to here? Um, what are the custom rates at? Um, are we going to use like synthetic material? Are we going to use, um, are you going to 3D print that dad? If you are, where are you going to buy this 3D printer? Will it really work? Like, you know, he doesn't need to figure that out. His job as a, as a son is literally just to receive it and open it and be like, whoa, there's a dino. And I just encouraged him to stomp more. But know what? Is that is his job. And actually, my son, he's actually very responsible, so much so that he's almost too responsible that he takes things too seriously. So if we're following someone the other week, we went out and we cut down a Christmas tree is, um, and we were following our friends in, in, onto Crownland and we couldn't see them for a little bit. And so he was concerned, where are they? Where are we going? You got to follow them. Or he'd be concerned about little things and that like adult things. And I said, and I always tell him, Levi, do your job, be a kid. That's why I tell him, Levi, do your job, be a kid. Can I encourage you today? Do your job, be the son and daughter of God. You don't need to figure out how it's going to happen. You don't need to figure out how God's going to bring it to pass. You don't need to figure out, okay, it needs to go here, then here, then here. Okay, then you're God, you're going to use this person. Then you're going to send here. No, all what you have to do is actually just trust your heavenly father, believe him, and then all what you got to do is receive it. Right? All what you got to do is receive it. Mary did, I'm sure Mary, because it's never happened before. We know how it happens now, but Mary, she, I'm sure she didn't fully understand. Okay, so the spirit of God is going to come upon me. What does that look like? Right? Like she didn't fully know what was happened, but she just believed. Be it unto me according to your word. We don't need to get the full picture. Step one to 10,000. All what we need to do is say, okay, Lord, I trust you. I'm your child. Be it unto me according according to your word, for your plans, your purposes, your provision, your way, what you have for me to do. As Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. Stephen, you can come up now if you want. But, uh, and as you say that though, be it unto me according to your word, you're saying, God, okay, I want to be part of your plan. I don't need to fully know 
exactly how you're going to work it out because that's not my job. My job is just to trust you and say, okay, God, be it unto me according to your word and receive what you have. And the thing is, is for Mary, what a great honor and uh, for Mary to be the mother of Jesus. And, but it wasn't just about her, that through Mary's obedience, that she actually, then all of us received the benefit from that. You know, when we say to the Lord, be done to me according to your word, it's for you, but it's not just about you that it goes beyond you, that God will work in and through your life as you walk in and receive from him. Be it unto me according to your word. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support and partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. No God is for you. We love you and have a great week.